0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's
1: up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. This is Ken Swanson. I'm here with Craig South. We are in Mobile, Alabama Wanted to while we're together, thought we'd do a little bit of pod content here. Uh, you know, put some shows up. I, I'm sure maybe down 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 later in the week we'll, we'll probably you know, really dive into some of the prospects a little bit. Um, but there's so much stuff that has happened <laughs> this last 48 hours. There's so many interesting stories that we've taken away from some of these players and stuff and whatnot just because of the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl because of the quarterback you have. There, there's a lot of things to talk about. We're gonna we're going uh, hear from from Charlie Heck later. Uh, Craig interviewed uh, Charlie Heck, Andy Heck's son, the Chiefs' offensive line coach. Lots of lots of cool things to, to, to discuss with you today. But yeah, first find him on Twitter at barleyhop. S- sitting across from me. <laughs> I get, get we're, we're here. It's been a very long day. Uh, for those of
2: you unfamiliar with Mobile. Tuesday's the longest day. Uh-huh. Uh, we've been up since six a.m. Been going hard now for about twelve hours straight of just pure football. Like yeah, it, watching weigh-ins, watching practices, trying to get film room in, trying to just interviewed interviewed did, all these prospects. We've got a almost ton of interviews, almost
1: fifty interviews. Yes, we no. already have done, uh, and we did all of those just in the first day. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind, and it, it started. I mean, you know, I went from I was I was hanging out at the studio. Yeah, yeah. Explain, uh, explain your game day experience my here, because I didn't know this when we recorded. Well, yeah. Day. So I mean, it's it's you know, we I, I hung out and watched the game after the after the pregame show at six ten. I stayed and watched the trophy presentation. I did not want to miss any of that while in transit, so I got there and watched all of that. Like I I hung out with my family for like a little bit, just just a little bit, and shortly after we decided to record our our first podcast, (laughs) our initial podcast. I think that went up yesterday. So going straight from that, getting a little bit more family time, getting up at five in the morning, whatever it was to fly here. Yeah, you got to sleep in. Yeah. Yeah, totally got to sleep. And so, like, I, I didn't sleep. I don't know about you, Craig. I woke up at 3.45 but you, to go to the airport. I couldn't fall asleep either. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because through all that, I didn't really have my opportunity to process everything that uh-huh. had just happened to us on Sunday with the Chiefs winning the AFC Championship game. So I had to kind of decompress a little bit. I had to watch a few clips. I had to go see some of the activity, some of the quotes out there, some of the videos out there. See what Frank Clark had to say. He had all, plenty to say. He had plenty to say. So like, this has been a whirlwind for us. We're kind of just breathing a little bit tonight for the first time because you know, yesterday, got into New Orleans. Travel. Travel. Get through all of that. Get through all of, that. All of that.
2: people, talking to people, all of that. You
1: know, yeah. connecting. And I think what's kind of been funny is uh, for us, I think the vibe in Mobile has been a lot different because <laughs> we're running into a lot of our... Fellow draft nerds, our our fellow friends here, you know, in in the media. And last year, it was somber. It mm-hmm. was apologetic. Everybody
2: I, was sorry for us. Yeah, they were buying sorry drinks. For
1: yes, us. Mark Scofield. Uh, I'm sure if if you are on Twitter, you know who he is. He um, Pat's pulpit. For Pat's pulpit. Who, who he are, does I... Pat's pulpit. He's on with Bleeding Green Nation. He does outstanding work, specifically with quarterbacks. Last year, he was like very apologetic and very just like sensitive because he, he follows the Pat Patriots. Yes. So this year, he's like, oh, "You're in a better mood. I can talk to you this year." Like, I guess I was being a little bit more. Gl- uh, you had
2: your head down, little you gloomy. Were, yeah, yeah, I yeah.
1: guess if you will. <laughs> So it's just, it's been cool to see that vibe. I think a lot of people have just, you know, know, I think there's, it's been good for us to be, you know, down here experiencing this from a different perspective. Cause last year was miserable. Last year was miserable. Just talking to everybody, you know,
2: trying to, cause you're naturally around football people. And when you're around football people, they want to talk about the season and everything. This is kind of everything coming to a close. There's one game left. And so everybody just wants to sit around and talk about the matchup and everything like that. And when you're one of the teams that loses right. in the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship, you get to come to Mobile and you get to talk about your team losing. And then you get hours to hear before. hours before. Right. And then you get to hear about all the matchups coming in the upcoming game that your team is no longer playing mm-hmm. in. And those are the two things that everybody wants to talk about while they're down here. So yeah, last year from that regard it stunk cuz we're Chiefs fans yeah. and we love this team and it really sucked, but this year everybody like it's happy drinks that are getting bought for yeah. us now. It's
1: not sad drinks anymore.
2: It's awesome. I yeah.
1: saw um I saw I, I'm not a creeper. Right. But I can make observations. Mm-hmm. There during weigh-ins there's 3 400 people there. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw some of the Chiefs scouts sitting over there i saw some congratulations being handed out to them some the the the, the mood of the scouting department in kansas city seems a lot better than lot it did lot last year better. and they were getting a lot of congratulations out there in the field too from from a person from my perspective just seeing some of the interactions with them so it, that was really kind of unique to see too uh, the scouting community obviously in the national football league is very tight-knit mm-hmm. um a lot of of a lot of people, a lot of crossover, plenty of crossovers throughout you know the entire industry there. So, I mean, it, the guy who
2: runs the senior bowl is a former chief scout. Yeah. you know from about a decade ago. So that they're just—it's very, very much uh, everybody knows everybody. So everybody's happy for each other. You got to see a lot of that. A yeah, hats on the back for those guys that were here. It's so the vibe. Completely different from our point of view, and it's awesome. Let's do this every
1: year. Frankly, I, 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 mean, I would be. I, I think I would prefer <laughs> prefer it to be like this. Yes. I, I was talking to to somebody uh, here today, uh, and they said something interesting to me. I'm not going to name him on Twitter because I don't know if, if he'd want me to to, <laughs> to say that. But uh, he's not a Chiefs fan, but he was talking about Patrick Mahomes, and he was he was telling me he's like. I don't, I was rooting for for Mahomes to to beat the Titans in the in the Super Bowl. I don't want him to win. Uh win this I am rooting against him now. He's like right. I this was someone is it this wasn't Schofield. No, it was Schofield. somebody else that yeah. followed, That that is part of of the Patriots media. Um, he said that uh, you know, he wants he wants Patrick Mahomes he, he wants to wait for Patrick Mahomes uh to get his first ring so he can kind of help preserve Tom Brady's uh <laughs> legacy, Tom Brady's a, legacy little bit, a little bit yeah. which was just like a fun statement for me cuz like I mean Tom Brady's got 6 rings like yeah. he was like you know what Pat's going to win plenty mm-hmm. and you know don't but even like that perspective even that perception for me that reality living in a reality where some people people I don't want to say he felt threatened by by Patrick Mahomes no. as far as his his legacy but I think the idea that you know Patrick's going to win several mm-hmm. and I just want to delay that First let's one call, happening for a while. Yeah, Let home
2: retire. Let him be completely out of the game yeah. before you start giving them to Patrick. Like, I just I found
1: yeah. that whole dynamic
2: interesting. Um it's, it's everything though. Everybody you talk to. Yeah. It's Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes. Like, and I know Lamar Jackson's gonna win the MVP. And he should, based on his year versus what Mahomes did. Yeah, but it's but you know it's and it's because of injury, but to a person, not just you know, fans, scouts. It's these collegiate players, even yes. that just we heard so many times out of the mouths of these collegiate players. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Like, uh, just definitive,
1: definitively best
2: I'll, quarterback in the NFL.
1: We'll share some more stories about that here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, first, what I want to do. Craig interviewed Charlie Heck, Andy Hex. Son who is now in Mobile, he's massive. He he is massive. Guys, I I look up to Charlie
2: Heck. Yeah, that's I'm a very tall something. individual, yes. and I have to look up to him. He's huge.
1: Yeah, he's six seven. Yeah, around that's there, right?
2: Six seven, six eight,
1: six yeah. seven, six eight. Big human being plays offensive line. Was lining up at tackle a lot today, um, but we kind of we, Craig went and asked him some questions uh about his dad winning the super bowl just so uh we'll play that right now uh and then we'll be back after that so your dad is the offensive line coach for the chiefs Mm -hmm. how happy are you guys as a family
2: to be going to the super bowl you know has that all set in for you and your
0: family yet yeah it's unbelievable you know we couldn't be more proud of him all the hard work he's done you know he's been coaching for about he's been in the nfl for almost 28 years now so I mean, to finally be able to reach the goal again to the Super Bowl, we're, we're so proud of him. I bet so.
2: I bet so. So have you talked to him? Did, did you talk to him that night? Text mm-hmm. him that night? You know. Yeah, he's ecstatic. Yeah. He, he couldn't be happier. Oh, that's great. That's great. So mm-hmm. you're here, obviously, at the Senior Bowl mm-hmm. on your own merit, not on your father's merit. What sort of traits do you bring that the NFL has said that they like out of your game? Mm-hmm.
0: So good technician uh, and then long and athletic. Yeah. yeah. Um, they got
2: anything specific that they want you to work on down here, or anything that maybe you didn't do
0: as much? You know, it's it's it always comes down to being more aggressive in pass protection. You know, that's a big thing, especially when you're going against top pass rushers like this type of place. You really can't just be taking the vertical pass sets all the time. You want to be more aggressive and be the initiator. Right. So that's always something to work on at a place like this. Yeah. Who's the most difficult pass rusher that you've gone up against? Um, you know, like this past year. Yeah, this past year. Uh, a guy named Quincy Roche from Temple. Okay. He's a really good pass rusher. Okay.
2: Okay. That's a name that maybe not not a ton of people know. So that, that's good. So obviously your dad being with the Chiefs, what would it mean to get to go there, play offensive line with Andy Reid, with your dad in front of Patrick Mahomes,
0: like that? All of that. What would that mean to you? I mean, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be so happy wherever I end up. Obviously, it would be a special situation if I was playing under my dad and an incredible team like that. Yeah. So either way, I'm going to be a starter.
1: Okay, well, that was cool to, to hear from Charlie Heck. We we captured, I think we got 50 interviews. What, Obviously, we're going to be utilizing a lot of those quotes for the KC draft guy. That's one of the reasons that we come here on top of really trying to get, you know, good evaluations on over 100 guys you know getting quotes and stuff from some of these prospects we we talked to, to a lot of guys this year and it, and it's been very f- interesting i think for all of us to to for us to 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 see the vibe around this football team that is extending to all these college players because overwhelmingly positive thoughts about the chiefs it wasn't it just wasn't simply well they're in the super bowl Right. It wasn't just that. It wasn't just well, yeah. I want to
2: play for a good team because they're in the Super Bowl.
1: Right. There was there was some tangible reasons there. Uh, I thought one of the things that was really interesting, and I tweeted this out. There's a couple guys here at the Senior Bowl that I talked to today that have teammates, former teammates that are currently Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Alex Taylor uh, from South Carolina State. He is the he's a massive human being. He's six foot eight. He, he has he's,
2: an 88 inch wingspan.
1: 88 inch wingspan, huge human. He's an offensive tackle that actually I would kind of like the Chiefs to take. Yeah. As a developmental offensive tackle, a guy that you know in a year or two could really be something special. A I really, yeah. I really do think that. But his, he was teammates with Alex Brown, who, if you don't know Alex Brown, is he's on the Chiefs active roster right now. He is on the 53 man <laughs> roster. He was signed. Early in the, I think, shortly after the preseason, he's been on the practice squad for a large chunk of the year. Was signed in the last five weeks or so to the active roster. He played, he was active for the, both Chiefs playoff games. He's played uh, on special teams. But, you know, Alex Taylor, he's an offensive tackle. He was beaming about Patrick Mahomes in this offense and, and all that stuff. But also, you know, he said he got to talk to, to Alex Brown a little bit. And words like family words like brotherhood were coming out how tight knit of a group that is but then you know they come in and they do the work they they they're very you know open they're very um conscious of of when it's time to get down get down and put put the work in and stuff i think that just speaks a lot to the 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 culture that has been built here it's not just like I think Patrick Mahomes helps. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. And we heard the
2: Patrick Mahomes love last year. It was there in spades. Sure, but it, it, it's different. It's, it's different. not just Pat. There, it's the culture. Like he said, it's the family. It's not just well, yeah, I want Patrick Mahomes throwing me the ball because why wouldn't I want Patrick right. Mahomes or throwing me the ball?
1: Patrick Mahomes is good, yes, but it's it's everything else. I think that there's there's the, the words getting out about this culture. And I look at it this way. Last year, last year's team didn't seem like the culture was the same. Mm -hmm. I mean, the first second Steve Nelson got a chance to throw up a gift, (laughs) throwing shade at Bob Sutton, he did it. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. The vibe around the building is it seems different with, with the defense, there's accountability. Patrick Mahomes, I 100% think, is a change agent. Mm-hmm. I think he's part of the reason the culture has changed the way it has. <coughs> but, I mean... This, it's also Spagnuolo. It's It's also Tyron Matthew. Matthew.
2: It's Frank Clark. And we heard guys talk about that. We heard... Uh, what's his name? Tulane. Defi- or not Tulane. Tulsa.
1: Travis Gibson Travis from Tulsa. Gibson.
2: Yes. But he he spoke about... He went to the Von Miller Pass Rush Clinic. And he got to participate in that. And he talked about with me how they had Frank's stuff playing. He's like, that was the stuff that they were talking about when he got there. And that was like a large focus. And then Frank was there with his family and he talked about how much of a family man he is and how much that culture that he brings and that he was just really not, that Frank was very kind to him to spend that time and everything like that. And, I mean, it goes back to some of your Chiefs' favorites. And I. this comes uh, Cameron Brown, Penn State. Uh, he's an off-ball linebacker. He's very long. He's tall. Very, very Six tall. 6'5", long arms, but he's light. He's like 220, 230, something like that. So he's very wiry. They've got him working a little bit at edge. He's working with Tomba Hallie Yeah. Because Tamba. One of those guys from the previous regimes that was a culture guy. He was the guy you re, everybody remembers him on the sidelines towards the end of his right. career. He was still effective because of what he brought in that culture. And when they lost Tom Ali, I, I feel like with him and DJ gone, those were the last two guys. Yeah, that really that brought wave. that culture. Right, and now you see it
1: again—the new wave. Yeah. One of the other guys that has some Chiefs connections, Tremaine Ancrum. Offensive lineman for Clemson, he got to talk a little bit to Dorian O'Daniel. Dorian O'Daniel's been here the last two years, the same kind of thing. You know, brotherhood, family, mm-hmm. the the culture, the words getting out about this football team. I don't think that, I, I think that's such, you know, obviously it's, it's not just on the field. I think the way that this thing is being built, I think moving forward in the future, you know, with the allure of Patrick Mahomes and what's going on within this building, I mean, it's it's pretty special.
2: It It is. And it's not even just those guys that have these specific Chiefs connections. When these players talk about Honey Badger... Like, we know that Honey Badger is a game changer, is a culture changer, is all that. We've seen that. Sure. And we've heard people talk about him. These kids that are coming out in this draft, like, they speak about honey badger like he's, this he's revered, mythical creature yeah. that's like Antoine Brooks out of Maryland I, I sat there and I talked about or I talked to him about it and I said what would it be like if you got to play with Tyron Matthew and he said no lie I would cry <laughs> if Tyron Matthew was sitting in front of me coach me I would be beside myself because that guy's my hero Jeremy Chin out of Southern Illinois said that Tyron Matthew, he watches his highlights before every game just to get himself amped up. Honey Badger is that guy. Like, yeah. that's that's a guy that these guys just respect and really appreciate as a person, as a player. They model their game after him as well. So these conversations were not happening mm-hmm. last year, and I can't stress that enough. We had somebody tell – I had a linebacker last year tell me, like – Well, I mean, it would be good to play for the Chiefs because it looks like you guys need the help. Like that was one of the things he said after that AFC championship game. It was like, well, it looks like you guys need that help. I mean, it's and he wasn't wrong, but he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong.
1: Even though this guy wasn't great. He's not great. He's not great. He's still not a
2: And he what well, he did as a derogatory <laughs> thing necessarily, but it was just like, yeah, I watched that AFC championship game. Yeah. If you guys had any semblance of a defense, yeah. you'd be in the Super Bowl.
1: So it, 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 An offensive guy, Antonio Gibson, he's a he's a running back out of Memphis. He plays wide receiver too. He brought up Honey Badger. Yeah. He's talked about he kind of talked about Pat and and the Honey Badger and, and how cool it would be and how big of an honor it'd be to play with those guys. I just think about these things. Even uh, Matthew Pert. Uh, a big offensive tackle from from Connecticut doesn't have the same kind of connections that a guy like Tremaine Ankrum would, like a guy like Alex Taylor mm-hmm. would. When I was talking with him, he said just watching how that unit plays, how that offensive line plays, that there's a clear brotherhood. Like it's it's very obvious, and I I think that's why this team is here. Actually, I know that's why that this is team important. is here. Yes, I know that's why this team made the jump that they did Mm -hmm. the reason that this team is in the super bowl and the team last year isn't is because of the accountability and because of the organization that the, the 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 decisions made to help cultivate a different culture build a new culture that holds people accountable that makes sure that people are doing the little things and putting in the work necessary to be great because on the defensive side of the football, that was obviously not there. Obviously. That not. group didn't get better. And it wasn't just because Bob Sutton was vanilla. It was because they weren't using that. They weren't treating it like a process to get better week over week. There wasn't the right kind of leadership in that room. You can, I think it, it's so blatantly obvious now. Yeah. I think it's safe to say that at this point. Oh,
2: for sure. And we were kind of hinting at that about midway through the season. When the yeah. defense started to make that turn, you know you got the right guys in you that do. room. That's we started. We were saying that, but it just we already kind of had that perspective. But seeing this, seeing the way that people talk about those guys, seeing the way that I mean, the same guy that was talking about Patrick Mahomes and how he didn't want him to win it, wanted me to talk about Dan Sorensen. <laughs> <one>. Seriously, <laughs> he brought him up. He was like, "Wow, yeah. Dan Sorensen." You know, it's like. Uh, the the whole idea behind this has changed, and you've got players like Dan Sorensen, Eric Fisher that's coming around. Justin Huron Her- from Wake, Wake Forest. Forest, an offensive tackle, specifically mentioned Eric Fisher by name We're talking about guys that he wanted to play by. It's weird. You know, it's weird. You the the role players have been elevated, and that's because of the coaching, the the culture, everything like that that's just evolved to the point where you players get the best, you get the best out of everybody.
1: This, what what is happening? what Kansas City being in a Super Bowl is just it just isn't an accident. Mm-hmm. It isn't. And being here, I think has helped me realize that even more. I didn't I didn't think it was an accident in the first place right but I think what what I'm just realizing is how sustainable I think this is. I think you know I think this group is just made of the right stuff and the decisions that are made this off season. I think you know whatever happens how they build this thing who they keep who they don't keep it's all about trying to continue to build the good thing that they have going here in a sustainable way and and that was it was just really cool to see one thing all the receivers lit up <laughs> lit up about Patrick LeVon Mahomes and understandably why like, literally, fa- facial expression oh, changes man. about the idea the of potentially... Biggest, the biggest smiles grins, in the world just,
2: immediately. Who just, wouldn't want to
1: play? Yeah. I, I talked to Courtney Davis, a wide receiver from Texas A&M. He might be the best receiver here in this class. Maybe. He might be the best receiver here in this class, uh, just in Mobile. Right. Uh, not not make, overall. overall. Right. Just in Mobile. And he said something basically. I think he said something to the effect of, "I had, I pulled the quote on Twitter's. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be the greatest of all time one day." Yeah, I don't think he's wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I know, and th-
2: and it's not just lip service. Because, no, because we could have heard this last year. Yeah, like, I mean, he's it, not sitting just...
1: here. He's not talking about Daniel Jones. <laughs> You the same way,
2: Dude, do, do we follow around the, the Giants beat guys? Well, my I mean, follow up
1: question was about Daniel. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. How would you like to play yeah, with would, Daniel like Jones? That? I mean,
2: in the Giants, and that's when that's when it goes from the quarterback being the greatest of all time to the boilerplate answer. That <laughs> right, like, well, you right. I'd just be blessed to play with anybody. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. there
1: wasn't the twinkle in the eye. Right, I mean, it's hard. It's hard. To, it's hard to fake the twinkle in the eye. Yeah. Like some guys were just like even thinking about. They're like, oh man.
2: Joshua Kelly from UCLA just lit up. Like, he was almost bouncing, (laughs) talking about him. He's running back. So, I mean, it's just these guys want to play here. They want to be here. And I know how much Kansas City appreciates guys that want to be there and want to have that. And the culture has changed in that that way, and I think you're going to start seeing guys that stick around, that wanna be here, that just genuinely buy in a lot quicker because of that.
1: Sure. And, you know, I, I think how, how this thing will be built moving forward, we'll have some of that in mind too, just, you know, with these guys and, and building this culture and whatnot. One quick nugget before we get out of here I, ha- I did hear from several cornerbacks and, and interior offensive linemen, it sounds like they've met with a lot of those guys already. Uh, that might be an indicator of where we're heading moving forward. It did seem like the Chiefs have been paying attention to those two positions specifically, yeah. um, so something to definitely monitor there. Including one guy that wasn't for sure if he should say. If yes, one the of Chiefs. the guys. One of the guys. <laughs> um, he, I, it's kind of funny going through this whole thing. We often will ask them if they've met with the Chiefs yet, um, just out of curiosity. One guy was not sure if he was allowed to tell. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that that was the first for me because all these guys, like, yeah, I met with, you know, I, he, he thought, like, he had to keep that mysterious or something like right. that. But right. um, it was a really cool experience. I think tomorrow we'll probably try to give you a little bit more details about some of these prospects. We didn't want to get into that right away. There's a lot of really cool things happening here in Kansas City, not just at the Super Bowl, but just moving forward. And we were able to realize that a little bit more here in Mobile. We'll be back tomorrow to talk a little bit more about the senior bowl and anything she's related that pops up from from now until then we'll catch you later